0: Hello, and welcome back to MHPAL's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, we're going to discuss attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. We'll discuss the symptoms, treatments, and ADHD as a whole. We will also be discussing the three main symptoms of ADHD, how to tell if someone has it, and what are the triggers of ADHD. Before we get into this episode, if you wouldn't mind checking out my Twitter page at MHP Advisor and on Instagram at New Health Standards, I would greatly appreciate it. So, before I get into ADHD, I just wanted to state that this podcast is in no way to treat or diagnose anyone who has been currently or is looking for a diagnosis. This is to present the facts and have a better understanding of those who have ADHD. So now with that out of the way, let's get into it. ADHD is a chronic condition. Someone who received a diagnosis of ADHD may experience difficulties with paying attention, hyperactivity, and impulsiveness. Hyperactivity and impulsiveness include the inability to sit still, especially in a quiet or calm surrounding, constant fidgeting, inability to concentrate on task, excessive talking or interrupting conversations, and acting without thinking. ADHD is often seen in childhood and may persist into adulthood. It can contribute to low self-esteem, troubled relationships, and difficulty at school or work. The three main symptoms are short attention span, impulsivity, and hyperactivity. You could tell if someone has it because they often have trouble listening or paying attention. They may need more frequent reminders to do things, they get distracted easily, and they may be absent-minded. So some of the common triggers for ADHD include stress, poor sleep habits, technology, certain foods, and their additives. Once an individual is able to recognize what triggers their ADHD symptoms, you can make necessary lifestyle changes to assist with having control over your episodes. An interesting fact is that although ADHD is not a form of autism spectrum disorder, the two conditions are related in many ways. Several symptoms between the two disorders do overlap, which make it difficult to correctly diagnose at times. ADHD doesn't disappear. Just because symptoms become less obvious, its effects on the brain still linger. Some adults who had mild symptom levels of ADHD as children may have developed coping skills that address their symptoms well enough to prevent ADHD from interfering with their daily lives. Another interesting fact is that beginning around puberty, people with ADHD are more likely to experience shorter sleep times. They may also experience problems falling asleep and staying asleep. They also have a higher risk of developing a sleep disorder. Nightmares are also common in children with ADHD, especially with those with insomnia. According to the CDC, deciding if a child has ADHD is a process with many steps. There is no singular test to diagnose ADHD and many other problems like anxiety, depression, sleep problems, and certain types of learning disabilities since they all have very similar symptoms. One step of the process involves having a medical exam, which includes hearing and vision tests to rule out other problems with symptoms like ADHD diagnosing adhd usually includes a checklist for reading adhd symptoms and taking a history of the child from parents teachers and sometimes the child in most cases adhd is best treated with a combination of behavior therapy and medication for preschool age children between the ages of four and five years of age with adhd behavior therapy particularly training for parents is recommended as the first line of treatment before medication is tried. What works best can depend on the child and the family. Good treatment plans will include close monitoring, follow-ups, and making changes if needed along the way. So for our next segment, we're gonna talk about managing symptoms. According to the CDC, being healthy is important for all children and can be especially important for children with ADHD. In addition to behavioral therapy and medication, Having a healthy lifestyle can make it easier for your child to deal with ADHD symptoms. There are a few healthy behaviors that may help. Developing healthy eating habits, such as eating plenty of fruits, plenty of vegetables, and whole grains, and choosing lean protein sources. Participating in daily physical activity based on that age group. Limiting the amount of daily screen time from TVs, computers, phones, and other electronics and getting the recommended amount of sleep each night based on age. So where can you get help? If you or your doctor has concerns about ADHD, you can take your child to a specialist, such as a child psychologist, child psychiatrist, or developmental pediatrician. Or you can contact your local early intervention agency for children under age three, or public school for children three and older. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention funds the National Resource Center on ADHD, a program of CHAD, which is children and adults with ADHD. Their website has links to information for people with ADHD as well as their families. The National Resource Center operates a call center, the number is 1-866-200-8098 with trained staff and other frequently asked questions about ADHD. Since ADHD can last into adulthood, some adults have ADHD but have never been diagnosed. The symptoms can cause difficulty at work, at home, or with relationships. Symptoms may look different at older ages. For example, hyperactivity may appear as extreme restlessness, where symptoms can become more severe when the demands of adulthood increase. For more information about diagnosis and treatment throughout the lifespan, visit websites such as the National Resource Center on ADHD and the National Institute of Mental Health.